This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Marcus Ashlock. And we are your hosts today for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. We've had great conversations today coming out of Sioux Falls. And it is not going to stop because we've got Kelsey Furstenberg on the line with us. Kelsey, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are? Yeah, so I'm Kelsey Furstenberg. I'm from Wilmot, Minnesota, which is a small town over by, like, the South Dakota-Iowa border. I'm currently going into my senior year at St. Mary's. And I'm doing an internship this summer through the St. Adrian Catholic Church um, the cluster over here and have been working with all the parishioners over here and been having a really good time. Nice. So what did you say your major was? I'm a psychology major. Psychology major. Okay. So how did you get this internship this summer? Well, actually, Father Coletti was looking for someone um, to be a part of the program over here and kind of run youth ministry stuff. So he had asked my dad, actually, last winter if I was looking for a job this summer. And then everything just kind of fell into place with the school and everything, and it all worked out, and I ended up with an internship over at the church. Huh. Very cool. So how's it been going so far? It's been wonderful. It's Definitely one of the, my favorite jobs that I've ever done in my life. It has been, yeah, it's been just great overall. The people are wonderful. I love coming to work every day, and that's something that I know a lot of people don't get to have. So Yeah, for sure. Right. So what are some of your hopes with your degree? What kind of work do you hope to do in the future? Not going to lie, I'm not for sure yet. I'm hoping to work with people obviously um because of a psych degree mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i'm really not exactly sure what i want to do but this internship is really kind of pushing me towards youth ministry and like mm. doing something within the church that way i'm able to grow in my faith and grow in my degree and knowledge of people even more absolutely my nephew is a, a sophomore at University at Oklahoma State, and he's thinking about switching over to psychology, but he doesn't know what he wants to do. and And I've I've asked him, well, what kind of problems do you want to solve? What do oh. you think that are what's out there that you want to try to fix? You huh. know, um, because I think it's 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 a really tough decision to put on youth at that age. On what do you want to do for the next forty years of your life? You know, <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. So tell us uh, uh, some of the programs that you have been working on at the parish there, Kelsey. Yeah, so I actually just got done running our first VBS program. We're doing um, the theme of Jerusalem Marketplace. And I did that one last week in Adrian. And then we're doing it again in July in another parish parish in our cluster of Wilmot. So I've been really busy working on that. And then I'm also going to run um, a Cliff Strength Finders like study. It's basically where you can find your strengths, and then you're able to use those strengths to help the other people around you and focus more on your strengths instead of always focusing on your weaknesses, mm. which is a really oh. big benefit. And my goal is to work with 
older high school age students and like young college students. So kind of right at that gap. That way they're able to take those strengths into the real world and out into their life, no matter what they do, mm-hmm. instead of always focusing on like, oh, I can't do this, but looking at it as a, in a perspective of how can I do this in the way that works best for me. So how did you learn about that strengths program? I had actually done it at my college the first time. So I go to St. Mary's University of Minnesota. And the first time I did it was actually in a career, um, like, it's like a career searching class. course. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had us take it. And then I took it again this winter over break while I was actually working here at the church again. And then, so throughout that, I was able to learn about it and be able to see how kind of my strengths personally had changed throughout the last year or so and how I have, like, learned how to use them better, which Hmm. has been a great benefit for me. Sounds like something everybody could learn from. Even us adults set in our ways. (laughs) Right. That would be that old dog trick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and Father Coletti started as a group. Right as I was heading back off to school over winter break, he started a group with some of the adults in our parish, too, which was seemed to go really great. I haven't had a chance to talk to him too much about it, but everything I've heard from it has been wonderful. Very interesting. So what has been some of your highlights? Uh, You've got one program under your belt with Vacation Bible School. What, What has been some of the highlights for you? Honestly, probably just seeing the kids grow and being able to work with all the parishioners. Hmm. They are really great people over here, and I couldn't ask for anybody better. My first day of Bible school, actually, I had, like, five people that I really didn't have jobs for, which is really surprising because the people just were so willing to come and help, and people showed up that I didn't even expect to see. So... Being able to have the support around me has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, and it just shows the importance of community mm-hmm. that we all need. Yeah. yeah. So then you have another great event that is planned coming up, and that is a bonfire. I'm really excited to hear about this. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So one of our parishioners that went to Iraq over the summer, she was there for about three weeks to a month. And so she is going to be coming to share with some of our high school-aged youth about her experience, about missionary life, um, about basically what it was like to just pick up your life for a month and go over there and kind of see what it's like over there and kind of talk about the people over there and just her experience and what she, how she grew everything that she did while she was there. Hmm. She's going to come and share that with our youth. And then it'll be a community building because we're going to have a bonfire. We'll have some s'mores and everything. Roasting some Starbursts, which are always good. Yeah. Hmm. What? Did, what did you say? <laughs> Roasting Starbursts? Is that what? Starburst. <laughs> okay. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, mm-hmm. Do you coat them in something? Or do you? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Yes. Rewind. I know a lot. I know a lot of people haven't done that before, but 
They're good. They're, you got to eat them when they're hot. Definitely recommend. How do you roast a Starburst? Yeah. That's the next You're question. You're going to have to explain that. <laughs> you just put it on the roasting stick, and then you hold it over the fire just like a marshmallow, and then once the Starburst starts to drip, you uh, grab it off of there, and you just toss it in your mouth, and it cools down so your mouth, there's and you a, just eat it. There's a tight window of when it's starting to drip, and it completely drips off the end, right? So. Interesting. Yes, well, now I know what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> Yes, definitely recommend trying it. <laughs> I'm just going along like, oh, yeah, nice. And then, what? Yeah, well, I'm thinking of, I don't know if I want to deal with a burnt mouth from a melted starburst all night long. Oh. Yeah, some of my friends have burnt their mouths before the first time trying it. Like, that what? sounds more like a Facebook challenge. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, I think I think the the biggest blessing I think, and Father probably agrees with me on this one, is just to have fresh energy in mm-hmm. the parish. I think that probably brings so much to the parish and to the communities that you're going into is just having fresh young energy, mm-hmm. and um, some of the fruits of that I think are just going to be so exciting. Yeah, and I've definitely been able to see some fruits from that already. Um, a lot of the people come and ask my opinions on, like, we had a rural life mass last weekend, which is basically where we take our mass and everything and we move it out to a farm mm-hmm. to celebrate the rural community that's over here. So in doing that, I've been able to help, too, with a lot of, um, the well, a little bit of the planning. Our pastoral council did most of it. But I went out there and helped set up, and just everyone was like, oh, yeah, like, what's your opinion on this? And how can I get your yeah. help on this and everything, mm-hmm. which has been wonderful. I love giving my opinion. I love helping them. So That's awesome. Well, any other big plans for the for the summer? I am excited. I kind of want to join the bonfire just to hear about the mission trip to Iraq and what she learned in Iraq. Have you heard anything at all about how her trip went? Yeah, she actually spoke at in the front of all three of our parishes, and mm-hmm. she shared. She was basically in. She well, she's going to school to be a nurse, so mm-hmm. she was in a hospital setting, and there was also people in like a teaching setting, and she oh, got to yeah. learn just like all about their medical stuff over there, and just got to have fun with the kids and everything. Um, just really having a good experience. And she said that she definitely changed a lot from it. So be, hopefully she'll be able to expand more on that with the kids here. But mm-hmm. that was just kind of like her quick overview of it and the parishes. So who is that bonfire for? Is that for the youth of the area? Yes. It'll be like high school age, some middle school. Okay. And where can people go if they want to find out um, more information on things that are going on in your parishes that you're working with? Um, We have a website. If you Google St. Adrian Parish Cluster, you should be able to find it. Okay. And that has everything that we're doing, any of our mass times, anything like that, that's all on there. Beautiful. Or you can can look at our Facebook page, too. It's the St. Adrian St. Anthony OLGC Parishes on Facebook. Beautiful. Kelsey, it's been a joy having you today. Yeah, it's been good to be here. (laughs) We appreciate your time. And any last thoughts before we let you go? 
Nope, I don't think so. I think I <laughs> really enjoyed my time over here. Well, great. Good. Well, keep up the good work, and uh, we'll let the fruits grow and enjoy the rest of your summer. Perfect. Thank you. You too. All right. Thanks, Kelsey. All right, so that was Kelsey. She is out of Minnesota. She is doing an internship at one of the local parishes there. Um, she's from St. Mary's University, just sharing with us mm-hmm. some of the great things that are going on in their area. I always love to have a little <coughs> highlight on what local parishes are doing. Well, um, and you could tell how excited she was about I what know. she was doing. I know. So they have a blessing definitely there Mm -hmm. in Minnesota, southern Minnesota with her. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's just going to be Marcus and I. So Mm -hmm. you're stuck with us. So buckle in. Buckle in, folks. We've got more Real Presence Live right after this break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging. And live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Marcus Ashlock. And we're your host today, broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's been a joy having you with us. Thank you for listening. And we are going to spend the last 15 minutes bantering, and I had asked Marcus during the break what he'd like to talk about. He didn't have any good suggestions. I so that I had I had suggestions, but they weren't. Good I said suge- good suggestions. Yeah, okay. So that means I get to ask you questions for the last. Really? 15. Is that what that means? Because you didn't tell me that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I would did have I? come up with good suggestions <laughs> instead of bad ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm an idea man. I'm not saying they're great ideas. <laughs> You're just an idea man, right? 
So one thing I wanted to dive into a little bit, uh, people in the Sioux Falls Diocese may recognize your name, maybe not so much your voice, mm-hmm. but they might recognize your name because you write for the Bishop's Bulletin. I do, periodically, not every month, but it seems to have been, uh, so far since November last year, it's been nearly every other month. I've yeah. had a, one of the stories on missionary discipleship. I find myself writing about those mm-hmm. stories that Renee and... Uh, Casey give me to to put in the magazine. So So how did you get into writing? Well, I tell you. Now, what happened? 1973. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it started in in high school. I wrote for my school yearbook, and I was editor of the yearbook. And I did some editing in the yearbook in college and that kind of thing. So I I got into layout and design at a very young age. And... um, you know, took a couple of different side roads and then all of a sudden found myself the owner of a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to uh, be a college professor for agricultural communications and journalism. I didn't even know there was agricultural communications. Well, you know, I didn't know ca- corn and cows needed hey, to talk to each other. You know, back in the day, <laughs> you know, when reporters wrote about stuff, I mean, you know, when we were an agrarian society, that's what we wrote about. Wrote about agriculture, cows and corn and all kinds of good stuff. But, yeah. you know, so uh, people think <laughs> agriculture is just cows and plows. You right. know, there's so many different things about the the food chain, food supply chain, as they call it, from farm to fork. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's just an amazing venue or, or avenue or genre of, of what we do in our life that we, we, we just think our food comes from the grocery store, but it takes yeah. dedicated people uh, that live a lifestyle. You know, Kelsey was talking about that, taking that mass out to to the rural community, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so much of our listening area is just that. It is. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, we can get caught up in the day-to-day of, hey, i got to run to the grocery store and get that thing. But there's a lot of labor and love involved to make food. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that there's not huge conglomerate companies out there that are making money hand over fist yeah. preparing your food for you. But That's a discussion for another day. But, <laughs> but there are people out there that, that love the uh, rural life, and mm-hmm. they love being on a farm. They love growing crops and animals and... Uh, uh, we're always going to need those kind of people. Yep, absolutely. And so, so you are a lifelong learner. Yes, and you actually have your doctorate in mm-hmm. farming. Farming? No, it's not a doctorate of farming. No, it's, uh, cattle. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, <laughs> It technically it's an agriculture education, but because I didn't teach high school ag, I did the ag communications and journalism route. So um, I my focus is on communication, and my dissertation was actually on agricultural terrorism and uh, how to effectively communicate in a pre-crisis environment. Hmm. So um, if you. If you okay. need uh, if you need an expert on pre-crisis planning uh, when it involves food and fiber system, I'm your guy. So. <laughs> Marcus can be reached at. That's no. right. <laughs> so when you go approach, we started in on all of this because you write for the Bishop's Bulletin. Mm-hmm. So when you approach an article, uh, you re- you owned a newspaper for ten years, mm-hmm. and you were a journalist in that aspect. So switching gears to a Bishop's Bulletin. Uh, you've only been Catholic for three years now, give mm-hmm. or take. How has that 
changed the way you think when you're writing those articles and approach the people you're interviewing? Well, you know, the the diocese, the, the Department of Communications, or uh, over there, Renee and Casey, give me a topic. They'll they will find a topic and they'll send me a, a Google Doc of of who I'm supposed to speak to and the contact information, and then what direction that they're looking for in the story. And so, basically, I'll read that and then. I'll I'll think about sometimes they give me extra information like this person may have been interviewed 2 years ago uh Renee like the last story I wrote she had interviewed a couple of months before I wrote the story so I got to go back and watch her live mm-hmm. um uh, interview with this couple and and so basically I do as much homework as I can but before I make the call to the people, you know, I, I, I offer it up to God and I pray about, okay, Lord, where do you want me to take this story? Mm-hmm. Because I know what I glean from the information that they gave me, but where do you want it? So mm-hmm. you help guide my questions, guide my thoughts to help entice them to answer certain questions. And I just kind of, you know, I, I make a list of questions that I think I want to answer. I want answered, mm-hmm. but during the course of the interview, you know, whatever hits me, you know, I will ask them or there'll be something that they say that sparks mm-hmm. a, a different vein that I wasn't even thinking about. And so we just run down that rabbit hole and just and ask as many questions as possible. And and then you just have the, you know, I, I do an online transcription. And so I send them the audio to this website and there's a computer algorithm that goes in and transcribes the entire interview so I can get perfect quotes from them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not having interesting. This, it, it's really, so it's a different it's a different mm-hmm. take on what you're used to. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, owning a, a small town newspaper, and I say small town. We were in a town of about 1,700 people, and the whole county only had 2,600 people. And if you think rural is small, <laughs> um, rural to be considered a rural community, you have to have this six people per square mile and we had 2.7 and so we were considered a frontier community so there's frontier yes so that's it's even smaller designation than rural america wow and so but it's a small farming community based on everybody's involved in wheat and corn production out there and cattle and uh in southwest kansas and you know everything that we did most of the time had some agricultural base to it, but then there was the general, you know, school board meeting or city council yeah. meeting or whatever, and you covered How basketball games and football. Getting a little view of this side of things shaped the way you are possibly looking for other work, because you're currently thinking about, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Well, you know, and, and Jan uh, mentioned that, you know, I'm a child of God and I'm a mother and grandmother and all of this. And I've always, you know, as most people seem to do, you know, I define myself on based on what my job title was. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Well, I'm this. Yeah. And now that's what I do for a living and how I pay my bills. But who am I really? Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing a lot of discerning lately and trying to. Um, figure out what I, I mean, you know, I'm 53 and trying to figure out what I want to do for my life. You know? and so that's kinda, <laughs> Welcome. It's like, I've been, aren't we all there doing that? I've been, I've been shooting from the hip for 30 years. So you yeah, know, it's time to give it over to God. It sounds like. Yeah. So now you're looking through the lens of mm-hmm. maybe God mm-hmm. first. Right. It's interesting. We'll see where it takes you. Yeah. So, 
Well, we are coming to the end of our show, which means Mark is going to share with us what's happening tomorrow. We've got another show tomorrow. So, Mark, what do we got going on? The next Real Presence Live, Thursday at 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Roxanne Solonen and Teresa Curley are your hosts, coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Patty Armstrong will be on to talk about consoling the hearts of parents whose children have left the faith. Then, Christopher Dotson from the North Dakota Catholic Conference will answer the question, what does the overturning of Roe v. Wade mean for the pro-life movement? Also, Leah Jacobson is going to talk about providing women with the care they need in a post-Roe world. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Thursday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Very good. Thank you so much, Mark. All right. So, any last thoughts, Marcus, before we're done? No, it's just been an interesting week. I think we've had some great uh, interviews today that... Uh, one of the decisions that was made a week before Roe v. Wade now involves itself in the middle of that uh, Supreme Court decision about the importance of family and marriage and, and how we need to right. be thinking about that. Right. If you've missed any of our show, you can always check it out um, on our podcasts. Wherever you pick up your podcasts, you can look for Real Presence Live. We um, post them there. Or you can go to realpresenceradio.com. Another thing that I wanted to announce is that we are making changes uh, to our lineup with um, regards to Fridays from 9 to 11. We're changing mm-hmm. our lineup. We're no longer going to be having Real Presence Live. Instead, we're bringing back Father John Ricardo. Wow. Which is like earth-shattering to me. He's always been one of my mm-hmm. absolute favorites. EWTN used to air him and then um, through Ave Maria and so then they he ended up getting moved and all these other things so then that show went away so we're bringing it back. Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo and then Beyond Damascus from 10 to 11 which is geared more towards young adults and so two young men are leading that and they're just dynamic, exciting and they talk more for young adults and what's going on and their perspective. And so I'm beyond excited that Fridays we're now going to be um, airing Christ is the Answer from 9 to 10 with Father John Ricardo and then from 10 to 11 beyond Damascus. Will that start this week? That starts this week. Wow. God willing, Heather did all the logs correctly. (laughs) 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 There's a lot of technical jargon that goes on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to rewrite a bunch of logs and get a lot of things situated. So fingers crossed, Holy Spirit guide me, but um, really, really, really excited. I'm so excited for these new Mm -hmm. changes in our lineup on Fridays. So... There you go. I think people will be excited to listen to that. I know. Father John Ricardo is just absolutely one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. He's he's wonderful. So, there you go, folks. Thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Marcus, thank you. Thank you. Another one in the books. Yeah. Have a great day, folks. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.